Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Sirius XM Radio presents, in conjunction with House of Athlete, I Am Athlete Tonight. What up, what up, what up, everyone? This is I Am Athlete Tonight. I am your host, Emmy Award, winning sports analyst, college football color analyst, and 10-year NFL defensive lineman. Lee J. Doosable, and you know I'm with my squad, a former WNBA star that does some acting and music producing on the side. She is an avid Steelers fan, a trick shot goddess, everybody's favorite auntie, Auntie Chantel Trimmertier, and a Kentucky Wildcat legend who is in charge of the Justin Fields fan club. He is the host of the show, Tap In, and was the originator of the shimmy dance in the NBA. Mm-hmm. My guy, Antoine Walker, how's everybody doing tonight? We good. You know, I'm 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 I'm, I'm sending up a little prayer for uh <clears throat> nephew Antoine not feeling 100% today, but look, dudes, can we do something real quick before we start the show? Let's do it, Auntie. What you want to do? Can we tell our listeners and then just get the word out? What should be the parameters if you're sitting on a plane on a <laughs> on a red eye flight? Yeah. And everyone else around you has their lights off. Correct. Their correct. their screens off. Mm. And the person next to you is the only person in first class with mm. their light on, their screen me. on, and they're sleeping. What yeah. should be the protocol there? Let, let me give y'all flight etiquette 101, right? Come on. If your flight, if you're taking the red eye flight, which usually happens at midnight on the West Coast, you flying back to the East Coast or vice versa, right? Don't turn your damn light on. Hello. Right? First and foremost, everybody <laughs> on that plane is trying to get some sleep at least four or five hours before they most likely have to go to work. Be respectful. Don't Hello. turn your damn light on. Keep Come on. that off. And if you are watching TV to fall asleep, Make sure you turn your TV off before you go to sleep because Thank I don't you. want you waking me up because you forgot to turn your TV off. Another pet peeve while flying flight etiquette 101. If your flight is at eight o'clock, eight, I'll go 8 30, 8 30 or before in the morning. Don't you open your damn shade on this flight and don't you <laughs> damn turn on your light. Everybody is just coming to two. You yes. don't even know if people have had their coffee yet. So Come don't on. you open your shade or turn on that light. I don't care mm-hmm. what work you got to do. You should have did it before you came on the plane. Come Wait on. until at least 10 o'clock before you open your shades because I'm going to get that first good hour of sleep on that flight because I'm still most likely tired. Talk that is flight him. etiquette for you one-on-one. Act like you yeah. got some sense. And like my mama used to say, 
Act like you've been somewhere before. Right. Because auntie going to reach over. Well, auntie going to reach over you and turn off your light. I'm going to reach <laughs> over you, close your shade, and I'm going to reach over you. I might slip some melatonin in your little water or whatever you're drinking so your ass can go to sleep. Take you, your ass to sleep you, tonight on this flight. You going to drug people, auntie? That's what you do? Uh, no. Melatonin, <laughs> melatonin is not no drug. It's you not know, a it's drug. It's just a sleep aid. And all of a sudden, uh, Billy next to me, I'm sleepy. Well, yeah, because I put some melatonin in your Coca-Cola or something. I don't know. <laughs> what you about to say, Twan? Hold on. This is your producer. I'm about to buy one, uh, a window seat, too. We got to do our part, too. You got to buy a window seat. I, do, yeah, I yeah. have. Yeah, I have a window seat, but that doesn't help coming from the West Coast to the East Coast when the man turns on the sun lamp above his head. Facts. We're going to see tonight. Turn that lamp yeah. on. I'm going to tell you all about tomorrow. Yeah, Omar, I, I know you was about to say something. What'd you say? Yeah, I, I need to know, dudes, do you have rules about who gets the armrest? Oh, see, Omar, I saw your tweet about a few weeks ago, right? And yeah, I mean, it's always <laughs> a constant battle for that armrest, right? Right. If you decide to buy yourself a middle seat, you are not privy to any of these armrests. Put your damn elbows on your legs. You don't get the armrests. <laughs> oh, okay? damn, on the legs? Lane. On your legs. You don't get no armrests. Plain etiquette, according to whoever these people make these rules up, plain etiquette says the middle seat gets both armrests. Which uh, I that's a lie. I mean, <laughs> don't sit next to me. Who came then. up with this etiquette? Don't sit next to me. Graphics <laughs> for it and everything, auntie. Ooh, if you decide to sit in the middle of the seat, that's on you. <laughs> you have that's strong. The aisle, you have more leg room. Nah, no, you don't, because people trip over your legs in the, in the aisle way. That's true. But, and they say the window, you got something to rest your head on. Yeah, on, right? and I still get my other armrest, too. Hello. And at the end of the day, <laughs> if you got a middle seat, that means your ass was too lazy to get yeah. uh, one of those first seats in the aisle and on the window. And but if I'm in the middle and my thing is this, I don't care if you use the armrest. Right. But don't come over into my space. Thank, don't like lean you, into auntie, my space. You. Right. Or else I'm going to be I'm going to do the faux cough and be like <coughs> and then act like my hands are moving <laughs> on both sides. I wish y'all could see auntie the visual behind it. So and the we'll it's do like it. a fake cough and you kind of yeah. reach them elbows like, to the side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I would do. Yo, y'all would not believe it. So, like, I literally just, you know, I was calling the game last weekend, uh, second round in the FCS playoffs for ESPN. And on my way back, um, you know, I got the exit row, right? And uh, I just, I don't know what it is. Like, I like that middle seat in the exit row really ain't no different, right? You get a little bit of leg room, but it, it ain't no different from any other seat. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, right. Like, you're still <laughs> making everybody uncomfortable in that seat. So, Absolutely. You know, I, I'm just praying that nobody gets it. And sure enough, somebody gets it. And the thing that you talked about, Auntie, they lean up all on me. And I don't know don't what it was. Me. You know, I've been traveling, what, for 15 weeks doing college football. This was the first week where I started to feel claustrophobic on the plane. Ooh. So on the way, yeah, on the way to Virginia, I felt a little off, you know, and then um, when I finished the game, I flew back that night and I was good. Right. On, a, on right. my short, I had a layover. So I had to, I, 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 the game was in Williamsburg. So I flew out of Norfolk. I had a, a layover in Charlotte. Right. But they mm-hmm. upgraded me in first class on that flight. So it was easy. Great. I ain't had no issues. Flex. Like I already had an exit row. Right. So I'm like, I'm going to be good. Even though I'm feeling, you know, a little off, I'm going to be good. And this person came in that seat and was all up on me, auntie. I started freaking out. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> you were freaking out on grace, the rain. Man, I almost started to. By the grace of God, 
She got up and moved to the other seat. There was another empty seat. There was a, a couple that was in the exit row in front of us, to the right of us, but right. they were sitting next to each other in the window in the middle seat. And she and then the lady sat in that on the aisle seat. Thank God, because I don't you know feeling, about you made, feeling it was like a two-hour flight. I don't know if I was gonna make it. <laughs> but but I tell you this, look, because I know you want to start the show. But speaking of flight, didn't somebody get on a flight today? We did. We're gonna get into that. And we, we're glad that that person got on that flight. We've been waiting for that person to get on that flight. That's right. For Can't a wait. While. So let's go ahead and jump into the show. Uh, we have a really good show tonight. The Lions are favored at home versus the 10 and 2 Minnesota Vikings this Sunday. Could the Lions be making a late season push for the playoffs? We'll talk about that. We'll preview the Monday night football game between the Las Vegas Raiders and the Los Angeles Rams. I'll give Monday you my or Thursday? Monday bets. or Thursday? Come on. It's Thursday today. It's thir- I don't know, bro. Monday. I'm dyslexic. So, Auntie, on Monday, I said Thursday. So, I that's why I was... today I said <laughs> Monday. Talk so to we'll him. Pre- Talk to him. We'll preview the Thursday night football game for you guys go. between the Las Vegas Raiders and the Los Angeles Rams. I'll give you my top prop bets and give you the pick for this game. And Tom Brady is undefeated against guys making their start against him. But will that change this Sunday against Brock Purdy and the 49ers? Mm. We'll talk about that. But first, Auntie gave me the alley-oop. Somebody got on a fight today. Brittany Griner is free. Now, Brittany Griner, the WNBA star, who was held for months in a Russian prison on drug charges was released Thursday in a one-for-one prisoner swap for international arms dealer Victor Bout. According to U.S. officials, now the one-for-one exchange agreement negotiated with Moscow in recent weeks was given final approval by President Joe Biden within just this last week. Honestly, before we get into the particulars of, of Brittany coming home, just tell us your feeling behind knowing that Brittany's finally going to be home, reunited with her, you know, her wife, her loved ones after being detained for so many months. I'm not going to lie. When I, when I, a friend of mine texted me the news this morning, early this morning out here on the West Coast, and I and I teared up. I mean, I, mm. I cried tears of joy. You know, this is this is our WNBA sister, and it's been 294 days. And, you know, I couldn't imagine. I don't think any of us can imagine what she's been through. My my prayers still continue to go out to Paul Whalen, who unfortunately um, Russia did not involve or include in the deal. But, you know, for right now, it's it's a good day for Brittany. You know, she gets to come home. Um, Sherelle has worked so hard, the Biden administration. And everyone has has worked so hard to to help her. Saudi Arabia gotten involved, and so you know, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, dudes, like she's home, right? And 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 she's gonna go through some some decompressing things in San Antonio with the government, like all detainees do. But you know, she's gonna she's gonna be able to sleep in a bed tonight mm. that isn't five built for somebody who's five six. She's gonna yeah. be able to sleep in a bed, and she nobody's gonna tell her when to wake up tomorrow. She can eat whatever she wants, and. And as a basketball player, as a human, um, I'm just I'm just so happy. I'm so happy. Yeah. Twan, what were your first thoughts when you saw, you know, the news that Brittany Griner was coming home? Uh, obviously, I was happy, but I was shocked. I mean, you know, I don't trust our government to to come through all the time. And mm. they surprised us with a whammy this morning and, and brighten everybody's day um, working on her behalf and getting her out. And I think what's even more impressive, they, they accepted the one for one switch. I think mm-hmm. I think that I think that speaks volumes for our government and, and they understood that how wrongfully detained she was for obviously 
the small crime that she did commit, um, the, she had already did a punishment. You know, the punishment had already been done, and and now she gets an opportunity to get back with her family, get back what the what she loved to do. But Auntie, I want to ask you a question. Come on. Uh, obviously, you've never been through this, but for you, any advice? If you had to talk to her, um, what would you try to tell her? What our next three months, maybe three mm. to four months, should be? Next I, three I would, four months, I would say longer. Twan, to be honest with you, I would only well, say three words to her. I would say three words: take your time. Mm. It, mm-hmm. It's so much more than basketball. Um, you know, obviously, a lot of people want to see her on the court. The good thing with the WNBA is it doesn't start till May, right? Um, obviously, they with the Phoenix Mercury would welcome her back. The whole WMA would welcome her back with open arms. But, you know, this was life, right? Like, right. you are in a prison. You are in a Russian penal colony um, where you're having to work 16, 17 hours a day. And, you know, the kind of freedom that she had before then, you know, being a professional athlete and the things she can enjoy, like, that was gone in a heartbeat, and so, you know, she, she's going to have to decompress, Tuan. You know, she's going to have to, you know, I don't care if you're in a prison for 10 days, but, but 294 days is a long, almost a whole year that, that you, a year of your life that, that you'll never be able to get back. So take your time. Don't, I don't think she's going to be thinking about basketball at any time. Or you, She may surprise us and be like, look, I'm trying to get back on the court just so I can get past this. But, mm. you know, I know the WNBA family, you know, we're all behind her. She knows we're all behind her, you know, like Dawn Staley. And when, when other people were forgetting her name, um, players like Dawn, I mean, Dawn Staley and, and players like Brianna Stewart and Asia Wilson, they kept her name. They were tweeting her name every single day for the last 294 days. And and so, you know, she was never forgotten. And I think that that made her, you know, feel a little better over there in those unfortunate circumstances. But, yeah, she got to get back to life first and then and then worry about sports. Mm. This is I Am Athlete Tonight. I am your host, Lee J. Doosable, with my squad, Antoine Walker and Auntie Chantel Trimeter. And we're talking about Brittany Griner being released from Russia and being back in the United States and back home. Tom, let me ask you this, right? You know, Auntie just went into, you know, saying what Brittany, her path should be as far as getting back to some sort of normalcy, right? Because we don't know, again, what she endured over there. Like, mm-hmm. we, we don't, we can't even fathom what she endured somebody being as tall as she is auntie talked about her being comfortable in that small bed right we don't know how small the prison space was we didn't even know where she was at right Right. so Tawan, what do you think or how long do you think potentially it could take her to decompress and just to get back to some rev you know some sort of normalcy and get back to like like auntie said i think basketball is the last thing on her mind it's just about being around loved ones again starting to feel I mean, I hate to even say this, maybe feeling human again, right? Because again, you don't know what she went through over there. So how long do you think that could take that process, Twan? It could take for a long, it could take, it may be forever, to be honest with you. It may not be something that you, I, I think she should be in therapy. Um, we can only imagine what she experienced, what she went through. Um, I'm pretty sure she's going to have a ton of nightmares. It's going to be difficult for her to sleep and and do certain things, Um because of the detainment. So I, I think she has to take her time, get some therapy. Um, you know, we all as athletes, sometimes we use our sport as a sanctuary. If mm. basketball is a sanctuary for her, then that's fine. Then she can go do that. But if not, I would just really stay locked in. I'm about getting my health back, feeling good about myself, 
I'm pretty sure the food was not great. So get my metabolism, <laughs> right. get my metabolism back up and get all those things back going for myself. And, and then I, then I'll see about playing. Um, she's, you know, she didn't put any wear and tear on her body unless it was just that difficult conditions to, to sleep in and, and those things, but you no, know, take your time. It may be a year from now she comes back and play, you know, and I think we have to give her that right and respect that right from her. Even right. talking. I hope she, I hope she, takes a while before she gives and I know she's probably wants to give everybody especially people that have supported her a press conference and talk to them I mean that's fine if she wants to do that but if she chooses not to I'm sure I'll be, I'll be fine with her not speaking for a while and right. you know she might not be ready you know what I mean so that those are some of the things that that she's probably thinking about or they have to think about as a couple and family uh, moving forward yeah to auntie's point I think BG just take your time Right. This situation again, there's no rule book. There's no script to follow when you go through something like this. Um, it's literally a day at a time. First and foremost, we're just glad that she's back home. Right. Because that was the most important thing. Auntie, you talked about it. She was over there almost a year. Like, right. again, I don't know how anybody could fathom being away from their family and loved ones, not being able to talk to them, not your family, not knowing where you're at. Not right. they can't get a hold of you. Mm-hmm. So that, that was just a crazy situation. And I'm glad that she is back home. I'm Jake Mintz. And I'm Jordan Schusterman. And we are the hosts of Baseball Barbacast, a Sirius XM podcast. Like Edwin Jackson, the ultimate journeyman, we are hitting the road next week, headed to San Diego for baseball's winter meetings. We're going to be bringing you two episodes a day of in-depth and hopefully entertaining baseball talk. We'll be talking to the biggest names to get answers to the biggest questions, like who will sign Aaron Judge? And will Mike Farah notice that we're using his expense account? Download Baseball Barbercast on the SXM app available with all of our trials and popular plans or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10th. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Life is a highway. And on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. Well, let's talk about the Golden State Warriors who were mm. the NBA champions last year and who have struggled 
on the road and that struggle continued last night versus the Utah Jazz. Now the Warriors held a four point lead late in that game. It was about 13 seconds left on the clock. Kelly Olenek from the Jazz, he inbounded the ball to Nikhil Alexander Walker, who kind of worked his way around the basket, and he looked like he was about to go for a wide-open layup. The Warriors were trying to protect the three-point line. They're going to give up the two. Well, smart play by him because he found Malik wide open for a three-point shot, bringing the game within a one-point score with 7.8 seconds left. Right. Omar, Omar get out our get out our get out our show. <laughs> get out our show. <laughs> Go ahead. With four seconds on the clock, um, you know, uh oh well, seven point eight seconds left on the clock. The Warriors inbounded, right? Jordan Poole had the ball, but then he was surrounded by Kelly Olenek and Walker, and they stole the ball away from him. Now, Beasley got the ball, took several dribbles, and looked and found Simone Fontecchio. Right up yes. under the basket. He dunked the ball and gave the Jazz a one-point lead and ended up winning the game 124-123. to 123. Here is Steve's current reaction to the stunning loss. We didn't take care of the ball. We, we turned it over, and, um, and they took the game. And it's a shame because our guys did a lot of great stuff. Um, I thought to that point they really fought um, and earned – uh, the right to win the game, and then we didn't close it. As a team, as a staff, um, you know, it's important that we move on. And um, so you learn from it. You know, you watch watch the tape, see what you need to do better. Now, this would have been a big win for the Warriors because they didn't have a lot of their stars playing, right? Steph Curry didn't dress this game. Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins didn't dress. Klay Thompson and Jordan Poole actually played really well, right? Klay Thompson had 22 points, and Jordan Poole had a season-high 36. And Jonathan Kaminga had a nice performance as well. He went 10-13 to shooting, uh, five rebounds, four assists, and had a season-high 24 points. Auntie, the Warriors are 13-13, and which would be good enough for about 10 place in the Western Conference. But are you concerned about their, one, their road woes, and then two, how they're not playing at an elite level uh, so far this season. It's early. Um, on, on one half, look, they didn't they didn't lose it. They didn't lose a lot, right? And that you know they have their core coming back. Obviously, like you said, Steph didn't play, but um, <clears throat> you know I, I think that Poole is giving them what they thought that he would give them. You know, a lot of scoring, but he he has to hold on to the ball, right? He has to hold mm. on to the ball, especially. You know, I know Steve Curry, he's saying what he's supposed to say. A coach is supposed to say, you know, we played hard. It's unfortunate that we didn't win. But, you know, after a while, it's 13 losses, right? We're talking 13 losses. And, you know, that you just don't want to see that or you didn't think we were going to see that from the Golden State Warriors and and the reigning NBA champions. But. You know, Steve Kerr is one of the best in the game. Um, he has the best shooter in the game, arguably a top three shooter next to him. Um, and so, you know, I think they're going to be all right. And, and but, yeah, they got to start playing better on the road. Yeah. And before I go to Utah, the thing about it is, Auntie, like this West, right, there's a lot of parity. I mean, it, right. like, between the number one spot and 10th or 12th spot, I think it's like five or six games only difference. So it's right. like. To your point, yes, they do have time just because there is so much parity in the West, but you don't want to get so far behind on the right. eight ball. Not too much where, time. Yeah, we're, again, veteran team that has a lot of youth. 
I don't know if they really care too much about home court advantage because they feel like they've been there, done that. They can win on the road. Right. But again, you, you we talk about what happened to them in the soft season, right? The 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 swan, the, the right hand hurt around the nation, right? right. How that <laughs> may have maybe affected them going forward this season. They have not played well on the road. I know, Twan, we talked about this earlier this year. You feel like maybe they're not hanging out on the road and building that camaraderie that they may be used to uh, because of what, you know, what happened between them in training camp. Um, let me ask you, Twan, how concerned are you about how the Warriors have started this season? I'm not. I'm, I'm concerned because the places where they need to get better at, um, it's going to take some time. They got to become a better road team. With the parity you guys talked about, I mean, they could be a seventh and eighth seed, and they have yet to show that they could go on the road and win consistently. I don't think that happens overnight. I think teams have confidence um, at home, so that's just not going to happen. And then also Steve Kerr. I mean, I think he's you got veteran guys, and he's trying to find ways to rest them in games. Um, I don't know what's going on with these guys in the league, and every team thinks missing games gives you the rest that you need. Mm. Uh, I would just give a guy a practice off or two days off of practice before I just have a missed game. So the, mm-hmm. you're, you're a quarter of a way into the season and you're trying to build a resume to be successful to see if you could be one of the top four teams so you can have home court advantage. So that bothers me a little bit about what, what they have going on there um, in Golden State. And I just think, you know, so much parity. If teams, teams get healthy, I mean, we're, we're seeing so many stars sit in multiple games. I mean, mm-hmm. and then you don't take advantage of that. Um, you're going to be catch yourself in a in a, a situation last 10 to 15 games fighting the four play-in situation. Yeah, so that's where it, you don't want to so be it, So that's where it becomes important that. Yeah. And, and you make a great point, right, Tuan? Because, again, you don't want to find yourself in that, you know, eighth, ninth, tenth spot where you got to play a play-in game to get into the playoffs because – like you said, guys have been resting. We've seen, you know, Kawhi Leonard. I think he's going to miss another game too. He's resting. My Magic had a heck of a comeback versus them last night and got a dub versus the Clippers. Um, and you know, with Steph Curry, I think he's dealing with an ankle or something like that. He was out. Draymond out. Wiggins out. You know, I don't know if there was just mainly rest. They were dealing with some injuries, but you know how it is, Tuan. During an NBA or NFL season, you're never fully healthy, right? Sometimes you got to play through certain things. And again, with the parity that's happening in the West, you don't want to get too far behind where, you know, a team like Utah, who beat you last night, they got a lot of, I think they got five or six guys that average double figures, right? They don't have no surefire superstar. They got a lot of young, hungry guys. Like, you don't want to get no dogfight with them in no play-in game, right, <laughs> that determines you getting into the playoffs. So you got to go ahead and, and handle your business. I just think that that punch heard around the world has maybe affected this team more than they're letting on right now early in the season. This is I Am Athlete Tonight. I am your host, Lee J. Doosbo, with my squad auntie, Chantel Trimeter and Antoine Walker. Antoine, you were talking about, you know, some of these teams that have maybe benefited from – other teams resting veteran guys or some of their players have stepped up one being Zion Williamson with the New Orleans Pelicans and they have the best record in the West right now they've won their fifth straight game Zion Williamson continues to get busy I mean he had a 29 piece extra crispy wing dinner last night with 10 buttermilk biscuits on the side the Pelicans have the best record in the West right now and they've really locked in on the defensive side, right? They rank third in points allowed per 100 possessions. And let's not forget, uh, 
squad that he's done a lot of this with Brandon Ingram not being being available, right? right. CJ McCullen's missed some games. So, Toron, I, I tried to tell you earlier this year that this mm-hmm. was my dark horse team, right? And it looks looks like it's coming to fruition because Zion, I know, I know the biggest thing was was would Zion be healthy, right? But for him to be doing this without having his two star mates with him, I mean, again, are, are they making you a believer yet, Tuan? You know, I've never been a non-believer. It was all based off health. And Zion is doing what we hoped that he would be able to do, and that's play. Uh, not none of this play three games and then miss two. You know, you know, he's playing. He's actually playing every game. He's making the effort, and he's playing at the level that we saw a couple years ago Um that he that year that he wowed us um, when he was shooting 65, 70% from the field and mm. dominating the game. So he's he's shown us of his capabilities of being able to do that and and put putting right now the league on notice that he's back, that he's healthy, that our team is real. Um, and I think it's important for them. I think yeah. that's a team right there that, that needs to finish in the top four um, to give themselves another added advantage to go against some of the veteran teams that could be in the top four. But um, I love everything that they're doing right now. They, um, they have a style. They have an identity. Um, they're one of the few teams that when you see them play, they're not fighting for the ball. They're defending. Um, they're sharing it. Um, you see Milwaukee and, and, the, and the Celtics, those type of teams play. You see the same thing when you see the New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah, Auntie, what what do you think about this Pelicans team? Again, Zion Williamson doing this without – you know, Brandon Ingram and a lot of it without CJ McCullough. And they're right now the number one team in the West. Do you think one, this is sustainable, especially if Brandon Ingram comes back and can you see them being a dark horse in the West? Yeah, I, 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 I'm like Tuan. I was never a non-believer. I don't think they finished first in the West. Uh, I don't think, I don't think they end the season like this. Uh, And, and like he said, you know, it is all about health and we're only 26 games in. So we don't know what Zion, I want to see the Zion 70 games in, mm. you know, 82 when it, when it starts playoff games. Uh, that's what I want to see the Zion, but the Zion that we're seeing right now is, is, is exactly uh, who we would hope that he would come back and be. But I think the biggest reason isn't even Zion. It's not that Brandon Ingram isn't playing. It's, defense like they were trash last year like near the 20th in the league like 18th in the league and now they're third in the league and so you know you got to play defense in this league and and you know they're honing in on their defense and and that's something that they're concentrating on and and making sure that 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 gets them out and run and you know you get out and run and you got zion going down the floor full speed who's gonna stop him and you know he's also dominating inside so you know like i said i i I don't think they win the West, but but I'm impressed with what they're doing so far. Well, let, let me ask you guys a follow-up question to that, Tuan, and maybe you can put, you know, or maybe you can solidify this for me. Do you think because Brandon Ingram, who isn't really known as a defensive prowess type player or a C.J. McCullough, who will lock in on the defensive end, because these guys have missed games, do you think that's actually helped or aided in their their defensive, you know, uptick with you know Alvarado maybe getting more minutes and some of these other guys that are role players on this team yeah they get more minutes Alvarado's obviously we saw him have a career night uh, the other night with 38 and shooting with three and Herb Jones playing more minutes now they brought him in for defense Troy Murphy the third you know you got those guys now you got some more defensive guys in there and you, you can play them longer minutes so that that definitely plays a part to a certain degree but 
I still want my stars. <laughs> you know, regardless <laughs> hey, of how, hey, how, Brandon Ingram. He gets <laughs> yeah, regardless of what's going on, I still want my stars. But I do think that plays a big part. When you get get those guys that that significant know their role, and that's what I'm talking about. They know their role. Those guys come in and, and, and play guard defense at a very, very high level. And then also they've had opportunities on the offensive end and they've had big nights. So this is a group I think we're a little disappointed um, that they weren't able to advance in the playoffs, even though they, they record did not speak volumes last year. And they they taking names. Mm, I like that. So honestly, give me it's a little bit what a, a little bit over a quarter in the season right now, right? Give me your top five. East, I mean, West contenders, and then give me your top five East contenders to this Uh, point in the season right now. Right now? You know what, Tuan, you want to go first on that? I can. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead, Think about that for a second. Well, 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 Tuan, go East first, and then onto you go East, then Tuan go West, and then onto you go West. Okay. (laughs) I um, I think number five, um, even though they've been really, really inconsistent, um, I still believe the 76 is with that roster. I knew he was going to say that. <laughs> uh, I, I, I still got them at uh, at five. I do too. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets um, at four. Mm. I like Brooklyn at four. They had a couple games over 500. Um, and then you got to give the Cleveland Cavaliers number three. That's like a no-brainer. Mm. That was That's that was Twan's team. Y'all. I, will, I will be the first to admit it. Mm. Twan said, hey. These Cavaliers. I mean, you also thought Detroit was going to be a, another team that was, <laughs> but he said he said the Cavaliers was going to make some noise this year, right? Yeah, and, and then obviously the, the obvious two is Milwaukee at two and Boston at one. Boston at one. Uh, okay, and Boston at one. Mm. I like the Raptors at five. Mm. I, I don't. I don't have the Nets in my top five. Um, Even with mm. all the star power. Yep. Yeah, because I don't think I don't think they can put it together. I just I just don't. I just I don't right now. Um, 76ers up at four. Cleveland at Cleveland at three. Um, Celtics at two. Oh, aren't they? They're number one seed in the East right now, though, aren't they? I know. I know. But you saying like who I think right yeah. from now. Um. <laughs> I still like the Bucks coming out of the East. I do too. I picked them to win this year, so yeah. that's 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 my five from the from the East. Okay, well, I'm gonna throw it back to you, Auntie. Give me your top five in the West right now. So much parity in the West. That's gonna be difficult. Uh, Grizzlies at five. Mm, at five. Okay. Mm-hmm. Clippers at four. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Clippers at five. Say, you do, you Clippers at it, five. You're doing that off the names. <laughs> yeah, Clippers at five. Denver at four. Ooh. Memphis at three. About to get left off. <laughs> three. Pelicans at two. Ooh. And the Suns. Oh, so you don't got the defending champs in there. Nope, not right. You said right now. Right now, they're 13 and 13. You know what? And I respect that because it's almost like Pro Bowl voting. People be trying to vote off people of what they did the years before. Each season is supposed to be its own vote. So I respect you for not putting the Warriors in the top five right now. (laughs) Come on, what you got? Uh, I like the Sacramento Kings at at five. We got to reward them. You guys are playing good basketball. They played really well. They're playing good basketball right now. Um, The Denver Nuggets is my fourth team. 
Um, Memphis Grizzlies is three, like auntie. Um, but I'm gonna go. I didn't. I didn't like that showing last night by Phoenix, and I'm not gonna judge them off one game. But that's two back-to-back blowouts that they've had. So I'm gonna put them at two and give New Orleans that that one slot. Ooh, okay. oh, I got my squad at number one. I love okay. it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm gonna give them that one slot. Okay, let me let me give you my top five. So come on. Whew, I'm gonna go like Twan said, 76ers at five. I think they'll they'll make a late run as soon as everybody gets healthy again. Um, I'm gonna go Brooklyn Nets at four. Then Cleveland, I think they are a dangerous team. I got them at three. I almost want to do like Auntie, but it's again, we're basing it off of right now. So I got to put Milwaukee at two, Boston at mm-hmm. one, just okay. from what we've seen so far this season. Have they played? Was, How many times have they played? Have they I played think yet? Once. I just think they played once. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's go to the West. West, number five team. I'm going to do it, Auntie. I'm putting the Clippers at five. Mm. <laughs> you can call mm. me biased. I I just know of when Cyborg Leonard finally gets healthy, it's gonna be an issue okay. <laughs> for the for, for everybody okay. in the league. Um, I I cannot not put the word. I'm sorry, I can't put the word. I have to put the words. I got them at number Ooh, four. Okay, <laughs> let me see who you're gonna leave out. I know. I feel like I'm being disrespectful to Denver, but I might have to leave them out. <laughs> Ooh. Which is tough because they playing really good basketball right, right now. Um, mm, Memphis at three. Okay. Mm, and you have to go Suns and and Pelicans if we're going off of what this year has been. What you Suns at two, Pelicans at one. Correct. Which means I'm being disrespectful yeah. to Denver, but. <laughs> <laughs> What can Ooh. you do? I, I feel gonna, like I just couldn't leave the Clippers and, and, and the Warriors out of the top five. We're going to play back the tape at the end of the season. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, this is right now. I just think those two teams that are veteran heavy, the Clippers and Warriors, they'll right. eventually, you would think, eventually get it together and come along. Um, again, the Warriors thing, I don't, who knows if that incident that happened between – Jordan Poole and Draymond, how much it affects them going forward. And then with the Clippers, it's all about getting healthy. Like Kawhi is right. going to be able to stay on the floor. And the thing is, with that team, I don't think they care what seed they are, right? Because if Kawhi right. gets in the playoffs, he's going to be an issue for anybody, no matter where he's mm-hmm. at, the eighth seed or the seventh seed or the sixth seed. They just got to get into the dance and they'll be fine. Let me Go ask ahead. you one ahead, question. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to ask both of y'all. Thursday, February 9th. Mm-hmm. 2023 trade deadline. Mm. Do you think on February 10th that Draymond Green will be a warrior? Ooh, I'll let you go quickly, Tawan. Yeah, I think that he's a he's he'll be a warrior. They'll they'll play this season out. I think Bob Myers has that much respect for this group to give them one more shot at it. And if they fail going into the summer, you could probably see some mass changes. But mm-hmm. I think he plays this season out with this group. I think he has that much respect for them. I'm going to go opposite, Auntie. I think if they're still at the 500 mark, I think he's getting traded to the Lakers. I think so, too. I don't think he's getting traded to the Lakers. I think they're going to get rid of him um, just because you've guaranteed Jordan Poole so much money. And right. uh, he's been up and down. We saw spurts of, like, what he did last night. And then we've seen other games where he drops, like, five or six points. Right. So, 
I, again, I don't know if that's weighing on him, the inconsistency. Um, but I, like I said, they paid him a lot of money. So they're going to pay him way more than they would have ever paid Draymond. So that's you the, think that's, that's weighing on him? Yeah. Not, so not being slapped, getting the shit slapped out of him. Yeah, that ain't exactly. weighing on him. So, yeah, it, it may be. But like I said, you you see spurts of greatness. And then you just, again, there's games where you're like, what <laughs> in the world? This dude's not make, making how much money is he making? Like, Fact. so we'll see going forward. I, I think to Twan's point, right, they have a lot of respect for this group and what they've accomplished you know, in the Bay area for that franchise, he, right. they may let them rock out, but I just think if you're paying that much and you're trying to bridge the gap between the old school, not that, you know, Stefan and them are that old, they're like early thirties, right. <laughs> but, and the, the young guys that are like in their early twenties, then if that's an issue, I think sometimes you just got to cut bait and move forward. Ooh, does Draymond go into the Lakers? Antoine put the Lakers into the top five. Nah, he doesn't. Nah, they need shooting. He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't <laughs> trust what they need. I mean, they need shooting, the, yeah, you right. know. And with AD playing at the level he's playing in, and if he can, you know, obviously. He's playing crazy. If what? he can play at that level, I mean, they'll be good. But, you know, they need they need somebody to space the floor. And play right. defense because yeah. Austin Reeves can, can shoot the ball, but he can't play a lick of defense. And that was the same with Matt Ryan. He can shoot the ball. But he couldn't play a lick of defense, and they let him go. So, it's gonna be a fun NBA season. I can't, I can't wait. Next couple, next couple months. I am athlete tonight. It's part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. Support I am athlete tonight with a five star rating and by leaving a review. That's a big deal, guys. Stop being lazy. Pick up your phones and leave a review and give us a five star rating. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Want more? Catch the full two hours of I Am Athlete tonight, weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash IAA tonight trial to start your free trial today. Serious XM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation.